Hey kids, it's your old pal Gorag the Slayer. What's cracking? Tonight's show is brought to you by LoneStarButtons.com. Lone Star Buttons is owned by one man. Today's guest on the show, Adam Stimpy Jones. He's a good fucking guy. I vouch for him. He's got the Gorag seal of approval. If you have a custom button design, you're going to want this dude on your team. Send him an email at info at LoneStarButtons.com. Or you can call him at 281-798-1996. Get some communications going. He's going to be on your side all the way, helping you through everything. He'll make your custom pin-on-button design a reality. I know what you're saying, cocksucker. You're saying, Gorag, why do you give this hairless wolverine your seal of approval? Well, funny you should ask. And I can't believe you would be so disrespectful as to question my word. But here it goes. LoneStarButtons.com is a small business. One. Two. All of his products are made in the USA at a reasonable cost. Three. He has lots of products to offer. So many, not even all of them are on the website. You gotta check with that motherfucker, and he might throw in some extra stuff you didn't even know about. Also, the dude's got tons of experience, and he's easy to work with, super reliable, and that's that. Take my word for it. Trust me. I'm a demon. What could go wrong? But other than that, let me let you in on a little secret. If you, the listener, want to take part in a podcast listened to all over the fucking known earth, all you gotta do is send in an email to rotwpodcast at gmail.com. That or, or, follow Gabriel Dieter, follow Brennan Birch, like Revenge of the World Podcast on Facebook. Either one of those options are going to get you into the show as a friend question. But if you want a mainline to the main men that read this shit, send an email to ROTWpodcast. What do you got to lose? That being said, coming to you pre-recorded live from Atomic Age Studio in beautiful Pasadena, Texas, it's the Revenge of the World Podcast with Gabriel fucking Dieter and tonight's guest, Adam Stimpy Jones. Everybody, thanks for listening to episode 82, take four uh, of Revenge of the World podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel fucking Dieter, uh, and with me today is Adam Stimpy Jones. Hello, how you doing, Mr. Gabriel? What's going on, man? <laughs> Holy shit, I'm ready to tear my hair out right now. Uh, it happens every once in a while, yeah. Um, just problems. You know, going to video has been one of the most challenging parts of this fucking podcast. I cannot believe... And when people see the quality of it, it's shit, you know? It is shitty quality video. Why? Uh, but, I mean, the problems that you have to go through Why is just it? to get shitty quality. That looked like a pretty good camera. I don't, I mean, no, I don't... It, it's, it's okay, but, uh, like, my laptop can't handle HD. So, oh. uh, the sound is going to be great for those of you watching the and listening. The video is going to be a little but, off. Uh, the video... Um, don't watch it on your TV. 
<laughs> I don't know why you would, but please don't. Watch, Watch it, on, it your on your phone. On yeah. your lunch break at work. Yeah, do that. Or driving down the beltway. You would not believe how many people I see look like they're watching videos driving down the beltway. Uh, I'm probably one of them. All right, so am I. <sighs> Stimpy, glad to see you. Yes. Feels like we've been hanging out for an hour already. Oh, yeah, I know, exactly. It's like, it's <laughs> we, like, like we never left. Uh, for the third, the, for the fourth time, <laughs> I heard you have a new baby boy. <laughs> yes, a new baby boy, yes. Born awesome, July 13th. Man. So I think in two years, his birthday will be on Friday the 13th, which we thought was oh, kind of okay, cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah, the doctor, awesome. we had to do a, uh, it was a scheduled C-section. So the doctor's trying to figure out when we wanted to do it because he was getting too big for the uh, for, his, for his environment he was living in. Right. Uh, he was nine pounds, three ounces when oh, he was born. Wow. Yeah. So the doctor said, okay, well, you know, the doctor wanted to try to get us at least to 39 weeks, which 40 weeks for all you non-parents out there. Yeah. 40 weeks is the gestational period of a human baby. <laughs> <laughs> a humanoid a child. Human. They typically want you to at least get the 38. So she was shooting for 39. We made like 38 and a half. So, but uh, whenever we're doing it, trying to figure out when we're going to do it, the doctor goes, do you have any reason you wouldn't want to do it on the 13th for superstitious reasons? We're like, no, 13th works. Perfect. <laughs> it's also our daughter was born on the 26th. We're like, that's just half, half, you know, so we're like, that works for us. And we're gamblers, but 13 doesn't affect us. And, you're gamblers yeah we all oh, we go to we go to the casino oh all the that's time. right yeah. that's right and we're getting married in vegas so dude congratulations yeah. finally yes. after how many 37 years we're gonna get we're getting married dating we're getting married on our nine year anniversary oh wow so yeah so uh, just a little bit you know got the house did the kids then getting married you know just doing a different different order it happens but, man um but yeah so like i say the number 13 we just thought and plus we thought it'd be cool when his birthday is on friday the 13th awesome but uh me and Jess have a family member that's in the uh, hospital right now. She's going to have her twins uh, on Wednesday. No, twins, and, no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she, she's in the hospital. Oh, she's having on like, Wednesday? Yeah. They can't do it Tuesday? That's my birthday. Oh, really? 23rd? No, I don't think they're Damn. considering that whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> but it's crazy, man, because this, this I want to say little girl. She's a, li- a little lady, 98 pounds. Having twins. Not, what? She's not 98 now, but she started at yeah, 98. Well, yeah, no, but yeah, uh, still. And, like, they want to come out, like, weeks ago, you know? Oh, uh, so she was on, like, bed rest and everything in the hospital? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, oh, uh, wow. It's pretty crazy. Like, it, that's a very small person to be carrying two people inside of her. Yeah. Yeah, typically, I mean, twins, I know twins typically range between, like, I think four and a half and five pounds, so... Think about a 98-pound person with 10 pounds of kids in them. That's yeah. 10% of their body weight. Yeah, I mean... On top of all the other fluid and everything, she's... You uh, just said um, you can see, like, her belly and then ribs. What? She's that little. Oh, she yeah, didn't gain saying, any weight except really? for the children. That's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. I, like when say, you I, said gestation, oh yeah, it kind of triggered... I was like, yeah, there's, I couldn't, there's two children gestating. So I could imagine too. Like I say, one is tough. Just for I think in general, one is tough. Yeah. Especially I already have one, so I already knew kind of going into it what it was going to be like. Yeah. No. Like well, I say, the discomfort that you got to deal with is. Yeah. I mean, it's constant. That's what Elliot was was sitting across Allison's belly. Mm-hmm. So he was like hitting organs on this side and organs on the other side. Or and mm-hmm. so and he never actually you know quote unquote dropped into the birth position head down he never went that way anyways but yeah so you would always see like these weird alien movements of his head yeah. or his butt on either side it's uh-huh. it kind of cool but it's 
Yeah, I mean, it gets uncomfortable of what organs they're pushing on. Right. So I can't imagine, like, say, even somebody even smaller with two in there trying to, you know, the 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 apartment gets a little small. Yeah. <laughs> Man, and you were you were talking about your mom. Uh, she just went through gallbladder surgery. Yeah. She today is Sunday, and she had it removed on Thursday, and was out of the hospital yesterday. It seems like I mean. I don't know that many people personally, but it seems like a lot of the people I know have had to have their gallbladder removed. Yeah, the gallbladder. It I, must be growing in, in frequency, right? I'm assuming, they did say it's probably diet related, some of the, because what happens is you build up those gallstones. Mm-hmm. You know, it's different than kidney stones, because kidney stones travel through the uh, urethra or whatever. But gallstones, the gallbladder produces the bile in your system that helps digest fats. Right. And so what they said probably happened to my mom was one of her stones moved from the gallbladder itself into the duct that puts the bile into the intestines. And also that's where the liver feeds the intestines. So it blocked it and backed up and hers got severely inflamed and she got infected from it. Hmm. But the doctor said literally he was pulling out gravel out of her gallbladder. Whoa. Said there was hundreds of stones. Whoa. From teeny tiny, you know, pebble, you know, sand size. To like size of quarters. What? Yeah, he had to. Your like, gallbladder's not that big, right? No, it's. I, my understanding, it's not. It's not very big, but I mean, like say you got hundreds of pieces the size of uh, a grain of sand or a piece of rice. You know, wouldn't really add up to a whole lot. But he said there, she had a couple big ones, like the size of quarters, that they had to like pulverize where they could remove them because they did the surgery laparoscopically. So they put like the four holes in you and put their instruments in there and they blow you up full of gas. I didn't know that either. So yeah. Dude, look on your face. I was like, exactly. It's fucking barbaric. But yeah, they kinda... just put they put four holes in you. You know, use some of them for instruments, some for like a light and a camera and whatever. And then they blow you up with gas to give them some working room in there. And that is fucking insane. <laughs> but it's like super invasive. It's instead of them cutting you wide open to remove your gallbladder, they just do it through four holes. And then within if if my mom didn't have the infection, she could have went home Friday from surgery Thursday. Wow. So that's fucking crazy. Yeah. I mean, I was like, I knew laparoscopically meant like with the little tools. Was she back on her feet? The same day. Pretty much. Same really? day. They, yeah, because what they do, they want you to walk around. After the anesthesia kind of wears off, they want you to walk around because they want you to pass gas because all the gas they put in your system has to get out. And it, mm-hmm. that way it also, like I said, they blow you up. So you have all that gas in there. So it's putting pressure on organs, just like when you have right. gas pains, I guess. And right. so they want you to walk around and they tell her, they tell you when you're walking around, if you got to pass gas, just let it go. Don't try to hide it when you're walking by another room or nurse's station. Nah, just let it go. So, good. yeah, I mean, she she said she hadn't been feeling good in a while, and the, her gallbladder was severely inflamed, is the way the doctor put it. So, they uh, think that her blood infection was from the gallbladder already having issues. But Man. And I was like, why didn't you? My mother, 76, God, I love her to death, never complains about anything. She goes, well, I wasn't feeling good for, for a while now. You're a fucking doctor. That's <laughs> like yeah. I was like trying to talk to her, and she, I mean, she just kind of she does this weird the wave off thing that she always does when she doesn't want you to talk to her about certain things. And uh, yeah. but I mean, so hopefully maybe it was the blood infection and all this other stuff that was just leading up to some of her not quote unquote feeling right. <laughs> it's Man, crazy. I, I I think a lot of people are guilty of that though, because to me, whenever the the last time I went to the doctor, I tried to explain myself as you know. She was saying, like, you know, why didn't you, you know, come before and and get that looked at? I was like, because it's it's not pain, it's discomfort. Yeah. And discomfort usually goes away 
and pain you know if it's constant it it's it's a problem well i think yeah i'm i'm guilty of that too but i know my my dad was too for years until like say he got whenever he started going through his cancer treatments and whatnot then after a while anytime he would feel something different he'd go straight to the doctor i'm like that is totally not who my dad was or you know early on in life but uh but yeah i mean i do it too you get this little weird pain and eh, go away and sometimes it does sometimes it doesn't sometimes it comes back but no i mean my mom's unless it's your dick yeah if it's your dick Don't yeah, call nine one one and beat the ambulance. Go in the emergency room, wave it in the nurse's face. <laughs> Look at it. <laughs> this this bump wasn't here yesterday. Nah, my uh, mom. Like I say, my mom's a seventy six year old hard headed German lady, so you mm-hmm. really can't tell her anything. Yeah, yeah, they can be stubborn just a little. <laughs> and plus, she didn't want to stay in the hospital. It's like, it's like, listen, who does? I know. Well, I know. Exactly. Hospitals fucking suck. And I had to explain that. It's like nobody wants to be here. Right. I go, but you know, you have an. Inf- this is before they knew about the gallbladder. So I'm like, you have an infection in your blood. Just let them give you IV, antibiotics through your IV so it goes straight into your blood to, you know, help get it, knock it out faster. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's another thing that was cool. I didn't know about this. When she, she went to the emergency room that Monday, yeah, it's rude awakening, you know, five o'clock in the morning, your mother calls saying she's going to the emergency room because she's having pains. That's rude awakening, number one. Right. But in the emergency room, they took her blood and they have, have you ever seen like the airplane, like, um, liquor bottles that are real tiny mm-hmm. take one of those and multiply it by like five and they had these bottles in the emergency room what they were doing they're taking her blood because they thought she had some kind of infection and putting in those bottles and they grow the bacteria mm-hmm. then they take that and then they figure out which antibiotic works best on it like they kind of do a little lab experiment figure out which antibiotic will kill it and yeah. that's how they figure out what antibiotics to give you wow it was really cool i've never seen that before because they did look like little liquor bottles or wine bottles and they fill them full blood. No, or? they just take like a little, like a little vial, like they, like you normally uh, when you give blo- when your doctor takes blood yeah. to do tests. It's just a little vial, and they put it in there. And just let the bacteria that's in your blood grow, so they can figure out what it is to fight it. Hmm. Pretty cool. That's really interesting. I didn't know they did that either. Um, anything else? I don't know. This is the fourth time we've talked about some of this uh, stuff. Man, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, we we've, we've been having problems. Um, we as in me. <laughs> I'm new to this whole thing, and and uh, this is the I think third or fourth episode that we videotaped, videotaped, video recorded. Yeah, there's no tape. And, uh, in that video. No, there's no tape whatsoever. Um, and it's a lot more difficult than just running an audio podcast, especially if you're if you don't have the right equipment and you're doing like DIY stuff. You know, it's tricky. Uh, but that's inside baseball, and who gives a fuck about that? Um. What do you say we hit some news? Let's do it. We all know what time it is. It's time for the news. With Gabriel Dieter and friends. So, as much as I hate talking about this person because they're always in the news <laughs> i think you know who i'm talking about um the naked trump statue oh i saw that's, I that's had, putting up being put all over the country in parks yeah uh, i haven't i haven't really read up on it but i've seen the pictures and it's very disturbing <laughs> it is very disturbing it almost looks like it's made out of butter like well, it's so like, does he it's a yellowish <laughs> color like what was that there's that movie about the iowa state fair where they did like the butter carvings um you know what I'm talking about? I have about? no idea what you're talking it's about. Like a, it's please like, tell it's, me. It's what. like a mockumentary or something. And uh, 
it's about the Iowa, I think it's the Iowa State Fair. And like one of the biggest things, and this is true, one of the biggest things they do is like a butter carving contest. Wow. And so when I saw these statues, like in the yellow color, my first thought was, it's like that movie, like somebody is entering a butter carving contest. That's what they look like butter other than, I don't know. It's just very disturbing looking. Those. Yeah. Um, I, I really didn't have an opinion on it. Uh, I just thought, you know, okay, something new, you know. Uh, you know, people. It's people, it's not really that interesting to me, uh, honestly. No, it's just because of what it's just. I mean, it's politics and people. There are some people who adamantly really, really dislike, distrust, hate Trump. And people are going to do, you know, it's probably like, say, as an artist, they're going to have their 15 minutes of fame if it's, you know, just trying to. It was a, I think it was a collective of people. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. But the the interesting thing, <laughs> the interesting thing that uh, that I noticed was in this article was, uh, it was from The Guardian, and they were bashing the statue as body shaming. Body shaming is one of those weird yeah, issues yeah. because... I mean, but who are you? But you're body shaming the people with that type of body, or you're body, body shaming, shaming actual Trump. Trump. I can see it as people can probably see it as both because I don't know how accurate that statue is to Trump's actual body. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Either. I mean, he looks like he might have a little bit of a gut on him. He looks like he's gained some weight since and, uh, and I'm pretty sure in the past couple of years. Yeah, and oh yeah, I mean, as you know, as most people do when they get older, mm-hmm. supposedly, hopefully not. I don't know. I'm trying to lose weight. But uh, no, I mean, I can see it as, I mean, it is kind of a ripply looking statue. Like, I guess what you think of maybe a portly person with cellulite yeah. and you know, bad eating habits. And old. And yeah. old, yeah. yeah. So I really think though that, I mean, with this stuff, people are too fucking sensitive. I know I hate saying that. Thank because you. Because that's been a, well, because that was like a, for a long time, that was like a, that's like a, people are too PC, you know, but. There's a point. There's a middle ground. There is a yeah. There's and a it's point. Obvious where middle ground. It's not like you, you can't be sensitive to everyone's feelings. Yes. You know exactly. Everything that comes out of your mouth that's an opinion is gonna hurt someone's exactly. feelings. Exactly. You can't cover the whole spread. You know. Yeah. I, I mean, I can see why some people would think it's body shaming, but then it's it's a political art state or political statement right. that people are putting out. I mean, if you look at, I think y'all talked about like. The, the conspiracy of Hillary aging. Uh, the conspiracy of her having health issues. Brain, brain damage. There's a, one of the things I saw, was, I think y'all talked about, you know, it's like people are making Hillary look like shit on, and with Photoshop and stuff. It's yeah. the same, in that ageism or, or you know, age shaming that or, or illness shaming, if you want to really, you know, be a dick about it, you know, you're illness yeah. shaming people. That's too As, far, man. I mean, but I'm just saying it's the same type of thing that you can, everybody can be offended in something. Right. And, I don't. I just see it as a political statement that people are doing, and if you want to see it as body shaming, whatever. But I don't know, man. Uh, it's boring to me. I don't. I don't. It was too easy of a. It's uh It's obvious. You know, it's too obvious. Uh, they're just that statue. Just is mocking someone, and who gives a fuck? Uh, people are mocked. You know. Yeah. Well, especially like, public figures. Exactly. And. It's nothing new, you know? How many did they put up, do you know? I think six. Six, okay. Something like that. I know people, I've seen some things on Facebook where people like commenting, I really hope they find whoever did this and prosecute them. What did they do? They put a statue in a public place. See, that's... They didn't vandalize anything. 
Yeah. You can easily remove, I mean, as far as I know, the statue isn't bolted to the ground. It can be easily wheeled away with a dolly or chopped yeah, up, thrown into I mean, a trash it's, bag. It's all in, I, I'm sure Trump is offended by it, but. Trump's going to find a way to use it to his own personal gain. Yeah, he's going to be outraged and he's going to get. Political, he's going to get, He's yeah, going to get media. TV time, you know? Um, I don't know, man. I just think, I think me bringing it up on the show even is bullshit on my part well, you know just because it's, it's a i mean you have to you're talking about news and current events and that's one of the things and that's kind of stuff that y'all covered in the past i mean yeah i just i just think you know to feel more than uh, on a scale of one to ten if it gets more more than a three out of you you need to lighten up yeah. on things because oh, yeah. it, it's it's not it's nothing there's fucking people being blown to pieces you know, <laughs> at weddings, yeah. at weddings, <laughs> it's it's a it's it's a drop in the bucket. Next story. Um, this is more criticism of the media than anything else. But uh, there's more and more articles about burkinis. It's it's uh, burkas at the beach, and oh, they're okay. they're being called burkinis, which immediately doesn't make sense. But no, uh, people are are bashing it, and and I've seen like ten articles this week about it. Who cares what you wear to the beach? Right. I mean, I mean it's a dude. A dude could be in a total banana hammock. Who cares what he wear? You know. Well, another thing is, uh, don't body shame her burka game. Pe- I'm not body shaming. <laughs> I'm not. I don't give a. F- people can wear shark suits. You know, it doesn't. It doesn't bother me at all. Um, they can go naked. They can go the complete opposite way and be naked. If even if it's they look like Trump's statue. I don't care. It's fine. I mean, this is just my personal yeah. opinion, well, I, but I'm not offended by the human body or the lack of the human body. Well, I'm. It's whatever. That's. I mean, I'm not offended what people wear in general. I mean, uh, I mean, I don't. I don't care if a woman wears a burqa in public. It's the same thing. I don't care if a nun wears her little. Habit. That's 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 it's something the, they brought up too. That uh, the the same controversy doesn't exist when nuns go to the beach and they have. You know, they're full outfits. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, what I I just if the burqa was a something in the Christian religion, this is this would not be an issue of people wearing burqas to the beach. It would just be it would be if you tried to stop it because then it'd be you're persecuting their religion, their religious freedom. But right, I don't know. I think people just, you know, automatically some people have the, you know, burqa. She must not be able. She must not be free. She must be persecuted. And even in the free country. Well, there's it's religious. You have every right to do and worship and dress how you feel your religion wants you to. Well, the the controversy is the bur- the women wearing burkas are being criticized. Not only and not only that, but you have the people criticizing them are also being criticized. I mean, I've seen different articles from different perspectives, mm. and just the fact that it's it's being the uh, fact that it's even a news item. I mean, it can. Well, okay. I, I saw one article saying, "Hey, look, these burkinis are really stylish." You know, why is my voice cracking? Am I going through puberty again? No, uh, not even gonna go there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there, there's articles from different perspectives, but everybody's weighing in on it, and and I don't, I don't get why it's. I mean, you, maybe I'm just bored with the news. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it sounds like the news was bored that week because I mean, I can understand. I don't know who first started criticizing it. You know, it could have started on some small social media group or something. You know, it might have like 
10,000 people, then somebody shares this and people get share it, share it, share it. And next thing you know, it's, right. it turns into a major news. It's trending. Yeah, it's trending. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. then everybody, and once it's trending, you have to talk about it because of the ratings and whatnot. But that makes sense. It just seems like a, a faux controversy to me, either way or a faux topic. I mean, it could be once it started trending, somebody did, like you say, the one about how trendy or how, you know, you know, how stylish the burkinis are, you know, just right. Just to hop in on the bandwagon and use the uh, hashtag or whatnot to get drive traffic to your uh, site or your, you know, blog or whatever. But your bullshit uh, Facebook page. Yeah. No, makes sense. Um, okay. This story is kind of creepy. There's an Indian dude with the urge to eat knives uh, who underwent surgery to remove 40 blades from his digestive tract. What? Yeah. Even the doctors performing the surgery were disturbed by it because how did that not? It started out with him going in for uh, stomach pain, and the doctors took an X-ray of his stomach, and they were like, uh, "You have metal objects in there." And he's like, "I have this problem that I have the urge to eat knives." That, and they're like, "Okay, <laughs> that'd been information. Well, use, that'd been useful information before we did the X-ray." Yeah. Um, so they did like a, I guess, sonogram of his lower abdomen too. And he just had blades broke, you know, going all through his digestive system. How did that just not like slice him up? And I don't know. It's crazy. Maybe, maybe it did. And that's, I mean, cause but with 40, you think one of them would have done more damage than, I don't know what, I mean, it sounds like he didn't have much damage. Maybe, other than he was a little maybe knives in, knives in India are not that sharp. <laughs> um, they're, there, I mean, there used to be a TV show about strange addictions about stuff that people ate. Right. And so that's kind of what I thought when you said that, because, but that is just... It's fucking weird. Yeah, it's more, yeah. It's fucking weird. I mean, weird. did it say how big the blades were or anything, or... Um, they showed pictures of, I mean, the surgical tray was just laid out with, it looked like a, an excavation of an ancient ruin. <laughs> wow. There were just blade, knife blades, and they were all in different, uh... Uh, different stages of rust and like they look like they've been digested by wow. acid you know like yeah i'm pretty sure that yeah that stomach acid would probably do a number on some of those depending on what type of material they were right i don't know wow i have it's a hard time weird. swallowing big enough pills i couldn't imagine a knife blade <laughs> yeah it's pretty odd I'm, I'm glad i don't have shit like that going on you know like <laughs> i have a compulsion to do something that's harmful to myself um let's see there's been catastrophic flooding in Louisiana. Have you been keeping up with this? Somewhat. I would say uh, I haven't really had much. I really don't watch a whole lot of news, but with my mom being in the hospital, I kind of saw some of it, but a lot of times the TV was on mute. But yeah, I mean, I mean, from what I heard, it's like the biggest natural disaster since Hurricane Sandy. Yeah, it's pretty bad. And, I mean, it's kind of like what we had those massive floods down here for a while. And I know we got a ton of it in the news. I don't know how it was nationally for us. So I don't know how it is nationally for Baton Rouge. I know we see a lot of it maybe because of our distance to there but um i mean i know like say i've seen some of the pictures and it's pretty crazy yeah uh thousands are homeless from from all the flooding i did see something today i don't know of course it's all on facebook don't know how true it was so like one of the parishes that got flooded by the last uh populate you know last uh when they did the population what's that called you think of census yes thank you right. <laughs> yeah when they did the census last they think the town had 145,000 people and it says 104,000 have been displaced Damn. I know. Like I say, I, I don't, 
again, like I say, you don't we, we don't fact check stuff on this show. No, we don't. But that was just you know the little meme I saw on Facebook this oh, morning. God, and I was like, no, you don't trust the memes. Oh, I don't. No, I don't. There's, there's that nothing one, insidious about that. One seemed numbers. possibly plausible. It right. wasn't anything. You know, was, there wasn't any political slant to it other than except Trump. Yes, Trump visited the uh, the flooding areas and passed out Play-Doh. Passed out Play-Doh. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like what? I mean, there's the. I think I didn't really read in detail about it, but something about the government saying uh, the governor saying don't come right now, you know. And Trump went anyway, and instead of bringing like relief supplies and money, he brought Play-Doh. I heard. I heard not. Oh God, I'm going to defend Trump. No, I, don't do it. I heard. Okay, I heard that he did. He did have like a truckload of supplies delivered whenever he showed up. I don't. Again, I don't know how true that is, but there was a little. I saw a little thing this morning that somebody I know shared that somebody in Louisiana had taken some pictures and wrote this wrote this lengthy Facebook post about Trump, and it said the the Facebook post said vaguely something that he helped rescue somebody, which I highly doubt happened. Mm-mm. But. Uh, mm-hmm. it did say that, you know, there, there's a couple of sources I saw that said that he did have some, you know, water and stuff brought in some, you know, non-perishable food stuff brought in to help. But I mean, even if you brought in just, even if you brought in 20 truckloads, that's not going to be, no, not even a put it, di- yeah. So even if he brought in one, yeah, it's a good gesture, but I mean, it's Trump. He's doing it for, he might care, but he's more doing it because it's a good political, uh, move to be seen on TV and yeah. Actually doing something to help people. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, plus, I mean, if it helps, you know, that, like I say, if it's true that that area is not getting that much coverage with how big of a, you know, situation it is, maybe it would help it, help it get more coverage to maybe get more help in there or, or people from, you know, donating stuff. But I think he did it mainly for personal reasons to try to boost his image in the public. Well, I mean, it's presidential to tour a devastated area and, you know, help with relief. But, but like you say, normally they wait because that area is still some yeah, of areas are pretty still underwater. And right. Like I say, you normally wait to to get approval and then come in or to allow after. yeah allow some stuff to settle down before you come in right in the thick of it. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, with him, he's not just bringing in relief workers; he's bringing in a ton of people that cover media. Him yeah, and the media. Yeah, his entourage of campaign staffers and yeah, his whole machine. Um, fuck that guy. Uh, Applied Physics Laboratory in Maryland has developed a prosthetic arm that feels. What was that? <laughs> was that me or you? I bumped the corner of this with my knee. Okay. I'm going to um, try not to do that. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, so, I watched the video on this. Fucking people, if you check out Motherboard on Facebook, their feed has just one after the other of amazing articles. Oh, okay. Uh, it's all technology based and it's a uh, it's pretty it's it's a badass feat anyway so applied physics laboratory in maryland has developed this arm that they i mean the first ever test of the most advanced prosthetic arm ever created uh this lady is missing her arm from about halfway between the shoulder and the elbow and they implanted uh some kind of um, electrical uh, stimulant yeah, to the nerves to the nerves so that when I mean they didn't even hook the arm up to her uh, it, it's just on a pedestal by itself uh, they had her close her eyes and 
squeeze a ball, like grab a ball with her phantom limb, and it, and it the did. arm closed, the hand closed, and uh, let it go. She has full range of motion. She's she's her mind is telling it, yeah. her phantom limb, which you know, if you lose a limb, it still feels like it's there. Yes, you yeah. Know? Sometimes it, it'll actually be in pain. Uh, like you'll have your arm will be gone, but your hand will feel pain, or you'll it's, have an itch, right? Yeah. And it's all your your nervous system just disconnected from it, but it's still receiving and sending electrical charges. That's cool. Anyway, this scientist ran as was touching fingers on this prosthetic hand, and she could tell which ones. And she, with her other hand, she was wiggling that finger, dude. Of which one was being touched. That's crazy. It's fucking insane. I am so... I feel so uh, honored. No, I feel uh, appreciative that I'm on the planet right now and I get to see this Star Trek shit being <laughs> created, you know? It's... Uh, well, I mean, that could I mean that could have all sorts of... Especially, you know, with soldiers who gets wounded in combat. And if you could do something that... I mean, that just with... You know, not even it's not even attached and she could figure it out. For sure, they could probably use that to tweak it that you know if it's you know they think they're touching her index finger but they're really touching her middle finger maybe they can tweak where the implant is or tweak something in it to make it feel more real and as time goes on that can only get better at it yeah i mean the the these i mean this is not a small breakthrough it's a big breakthrough and it's always the small things that lead up to the big things but in this case this is a big breakthrough, and it's gonna mean I, I can't even see you. They have these robot things like uh, dogs or whatever. You've seen them from uh, Boston Dynamics. Yeah. What if uh, you put sensors on that, and you can just feel what that thing's doing by remote control? I wonder. I mean, there there's a lot of possibilities that can you could that could have. I wonder if like uh, if they could do something like if you're paraplegic or not paraplegic. That'd be awful. If you just like what is it? Uh, paraplegic is two. Uh, quadri- oh, quadriplegic is four, yeah. four. Yeah, yeah. Paraplegic. You know, if you can't walk, but if they could make some sort of like exo skin that you could actually put on there, that would you could feel just like you're walking. If it could be used to that aspect as well, where it could almost. Uh, I mean, in time, it could work. It almost. I I think that's different because a paraplegic, they're the nerve endings. The nerve, the nerves. You can't. They're but not. They they're go, not sending or or uh, oh, receiving. Yeah, true, true, true electrical signal but um, if they can but shit this might have an unintended benefit for that true i mean yeah. it's all it's all communication yeah. to nerves that are cut off i mean yeah and i wonder just think of the military like you could create bionic fighters yeah, yeah. like where literally somebody could be in a room somewhere running through a de- running through an air conditioning room or on a treadmill yeah and it's like you have a real rubberized or whatever is running through a desert shooting yeah isis like robocop the the new robocop with all these uh it's pretty much a drone pilot but he has a humanoid robot yeah running around shooting things you get usain bolt to run as fast (laughs) as he can through the desert (laughs) chasing Uh, down these terrorists uh yeah anyway that i love that story that's that's my favorite that's my favorite of the day i'm gonna go check that one out um so <clears throat> the last time oceans as- were acidifying like they are today, uh, the last time that happened, 96% of ocean life uh, was extinct. 
I don't know when exactly that happened, but it's happened once before, and it's happening right now. I did not know that. So, <clears throat> apparently, I didn't even know. The ocean is becoming more acidic, and it's happening really fast. Uh, I mean, what do you fucking do? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, you have so many countries, I'm pretty sure, you know, countries like China and stuff probably pump up so much pollution into the ocean as it is just because the regulations are shit. Mm. Why regulate stuff when they can just produce cheap goods? But no, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, you would have a hard time stopping everything just in general because I'm, so much go. Think about how many ships are in the ocean probably at the moment and dropping waste out of the. I mean, they're not supposed to, but they probably you know empty out their waste things in the ocean. Well, look and, at Fukushima. Yeah, true. I mean, <laughs> that's like, nuclear there's, waste. In the, there's tons of uh, instances where people are just. I mean. It's not even okay. It's people. Uh, people are uh, making bad things happen, and you know you think that the ocean is a infinite resource because it's so huge, you know. And I don't, I don't really know how the ocean becomes acidic, uh, but I we mean, can't be helping it. I mean, by I, I don't know, man. I don't. I, how would you? I mean, I don't even know how you would try to start reversing that either. Even even if we didn't do anything to change what's going in it. Could we add something to it, like Tums? Like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> just be like, be like the California wildfires where the planes are going over, it's, dropping stuff. It's not to... a fish tank, man. It's yeah. the fucking ocean. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, I don't know if there's anything we could do, or you know, or something a scientist could create that can help. After uh, the last story, I wouldn't be surprised. True. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. I don't want 96 percent of all marine life to be extinct, but. Can't be healthy for the ecosystem. It's fucking scary. Uh, no, because I mean, our the oxygen that we breathe comes from the ocean. Some of it, yeah. Most of it. But you you hear a lot about the uh, forests yeah. and plant, but actually, it comes from the ocean. It's well, just yeah, I mean, there's so much stuff that certain marshes and whatnot filter out certain things and all this. So I can't imagine. Yeah, that would be dead. All of it. Uh, <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, uh, the F- FBI is in short supply of hackers. Did you know this? I did not. Because most hackers smoke weed. <laughs> <laughs> and the FBI won't hire people that smoke weed. Oh, so you gotta love our government sometimes. That's too. fucking... That's interesting to me, because it's just interesting. I mean, you, you think you would hire someone for their talents and their talents alone. Well, but... And there's certain aspects of what they do. They're hackers. Yeah. They're not going out on the streets with guns, hunting down criminals. They're hackers. They're sitting in their mother's basement, some of them, with, like, you know, massive supercomputers. That's a terrible stereotype. It is. Stimpy. It uh, is. But, I mean, they're, they're sitting at home, probably. Or, I doubt, I'm pretty sure, I wouldn't, I don't know, I'm, like, all the ins and outs of hacking, but have a feeling that if, for some reason, your IP address is coming from a government building... You're not, it might not be great for hacking. So I'm pretty sure they're just in their home or whatnot where it's like nondescript with a super internet connection. Hacking. Who gives a shit if he smokes a bowl? <laughs> I mean, you know, if it stops a terrorist attack or they catch a criminal or, you know, a huge terrorist organization or whatnot. Great. Who cares if they smoke weed? Why does the FBI need hackers? <clears throat> Are they breaking civil liberties or something? <laughs> the government would never do that, Gabe. Uh, There's no such thing as the Patriot Act. We'll see the the FBI is in charge of. I mean, they're in charge of mainly domestic stuff. Right? Domestic stuff. Yeah, I mean, but you got to so. think right now. There's 
international terrorists living here domestically. Yeah, that's true. And that's true. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure there's you know there's all sorts of Timothy McVeigh's and Unabombers, probably natural born U.S. citizens that they're trying to find. And but well, I guess not in this studio. I, that's for sure. I guess the Unabomber really, since he really didn't use a computer much, he really couldn't hack right hack somebody who's off the grid. He anyways. could probably uh, hack um, retail outlets that sell fertilizer and home depot fucking blasting caps i don't know i don't know what he did um china sex workers are ditching pimps for an app called compensated daters what yeah pretty crazy um compensated that's a good term yeah uh so they're they're preferring to cut out the middleman so that they get a hundred percent of the cut for their work hey you know if it's saying they could either continue with their same price Mm-hmm. And probably get the same business, or they can cut their price and have more business. Do the Walmart effect? That's Drop true. your price, get more customers. That's true. <laughs> Stimpy, you would have made a good prostitute. Uh, <laughs> in theory, yes, and th- yes, I've never done that. Uh, Can't prove it. So <clears throat> I didn't know there's. I mean, I guess it makes sense that there would be pimps in China. I just didn't, of course. I just don't. Yeah. I just you know. I guess you get the stereotypical view of a pimp here. I wouldn't think there'd be. Oh no. You know, somebody like that in China, but it makes it makes sense that. I mean, everyone in the world, you know, sex sells, so... I think pimps are more of, like, the administrative side of uh, hookers. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I guess, I mean... I guess Security, they might, they might accounting... Serve, exactly, they serve a purpose, uh, yeah. You know, booking. I don't know. <laughs> hey, well, it's the same thing, you know. That used to have to... Hard to you used to have to go to a travel agent to book travel. Now you can book it super easy anywhere yeah. with with an app. Might as Somebody finally worked it down to the sex trade in China. Right. Surprised it took this long. Pimpin' ain't easy. They probably had, don't they have Tinder in China? Swipe left, swipe right. Yeah, but Tinder doesn't get you paid. True, <laughs> true. Not uh, not in money, anyway. Um, in so, <clears throat> what? In STDs. Oh, that's true. Uh, innovation in uh, artificial intelligence and robotics have 1,896 experts that were polled, split down the middle, whether working will become obsolete or obliterate the working class. Oh, I, I totally think I've had this opinion for years that eventually everything's going to be as automated as they can be. And people right. are just going to have to learn how to fix those robots. Because there's, I don't know if I've told the story. I know I've talked to other people. I know if I've told you the story. I went to a McDonald's drive through and this was years ago. Mm-hmm. The, the drinks, McDonald's already had a system already set up where it drops the cup, filters it. The ice, the ice drop in there, the drink drops in there, and the, the worker just puts a lid on the cup. And that's just in the drive-through at McDonald's. Wow. The only thing it didn't, that only handled the sodas, it didn't, or the Cokes, it didn't handle like tea or any other special drinks. But I was like, that's pretty fucking inventive. And this was probably 10 years ago that they had this. Hmm. And so, you know, I, you see the thing, you know, to combat $15 an hour, they're putting all these kiosks. It only makes sense to put the kiosks. Mm-hmm. If you can eliminate two people, even at $7.50 an hour, you're saving $15 an hour in a work week, 40-hour work week. I'm going to have to do math. 150 times four, $600 a week times 52 weeks. That's you know $30,000 a year that a, a franchisee owner can save by putting a kiosk where you just tap what you want mm-hmm. and it sends the order to the kitchen. Bucky's does that. If you go to a Bucky's, they have all this kiosk. You type it in and then it, you just pick up your food. Huh. And I mean, I'm pretty sure that eventually the burger you get at McDonald's is going to be made by an assembly line of a machine some robot asshole <laughs> some robot asshole that's gonna get your order wrong because if it's, if it's program right it should <laughs> right but yeah well i mean true. there's a lot of 
mundane jobs that I think could be, you know, turned into robotics. I mean, look, half of Detroit's the assembly lines are robotics. Yeah. Well, uh, I think it was last episode or the episode before. Um, like, Apple has some outrageous number of robots yes. put on order for the near future to just completely automate their uh, production. And they've already had lots of robots doing the automate, you know, right. automated production of stuff. And I, but I'm talking about like 3 million robots. I, something like that. Something I think, crazy. I think Apple does some, sometimes does some really inventive stuff. So, and that's another thing. I know that Apple has wanted to kind of end some of their Chinese manufacturing. Yeah. One, because they steal their technology. Uh, I know a few years ago, there was like a whole bunch of Apple, sto- quote unquote, Apple stores in China that were knockoff Apple products. It wasn't, right. it wasn't an official Apple store, but the Chinese government took a long time for them to do anything about it. And when you give them your technology, say, here, put it together, they're going to take it, clone it, you know, copy it, and do whatever with it. Right. Matter of fact, the, that... With the, everything. Yeah, that, that guy... Not just phones. I mean... Uh, there's that hair thing, the chi. It's like a hair straightener. That guy pulled all his production from China, and he does it over here off the Beltway now, because they stole his idea, like, basically took his molds and made their own fake ones to put into the market. Why do Chinese people need hair straighteners? Well, they sold them here. Oh, okay. No, it was just they 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 bootlegged them and sold them here under his brand. Right. So he just he packed, he closed shop and moved here. But I mean, Apple wants to get away from. It. I know they before Steve Jobs died, he'd been talking about building some manufacturing plants in California and around that. You know, and they're trying to figure out if it was feasible to do uh you know robotic stuff to build the you know everything from their iPods to their their Macs. So I would say yes. Oh yeah, definitely because I mean. The fucking uh, arguments from back to the 70s when robots were first, you know, being thought of as uh, production labor was you don't have to feed a robot. Robots don't have sick days. Robots don't take vacation. Robots don't even sleep. All you need is maintenance and electricity. But I mean, I guess you could say quote unquote sick day would be if it breaks down. Right. But I'm pretty sure you'd like say they would have you'd have people on staff. Which those people would probably be paid decent amount of money to fix the robots. And so, now that you have three D printing, and oh man, uh, you can print a part in a matter of hours or minutes, depending on what it is. Mm-hmm. Then even now, I mean, they have the metal lathes that you know the where you can put a. If you ever watch any of those old chopper shows, you know the motorcycle shows, they just the, a big block of steel. Yeah, put a block of aluminum yeah. in there, and within a couple hours, you have your your wheel for your motorcycle. Right. Same thing. It probably wouldn't be that hard and expensive. I mean, those machines are probably a couple hundred thousand dollars, but if you think about what it would save you on downtime, if you can print your own part within... And you have 10 of them. Matter of fact, there's a... there's a, there's a um, So production drops by 10% if one breaks down. Yeah, there's a vendor. You know? Actually, I deal with at work. Um, they have... A lot of their uh, manufacturing is computerized. They make uh, uh, grading, metal grading. Mm-hmm. And they have... Uh, in, their, in, their, in their head office in Ohio, they have this welder that welds like it automatically feeds everything, welds it, and all the you know it's all automatic. Um, they had a the the general manager on here was telling me they had a part break, and the manufacturer said it'd be like four weeks to get it. They sent it to their own machine shop, like their internal. They have an internal machine shop. That guy took it, reverse engineered the whole thing, and within two days they had that part remade and back into production. Wow. So I mean, you think of somebody like you know Apple, they probably have all that stuff to fix their robots, if not have spares. I mean. Most people have enough spare parts, you know, on hand where something breaks, they could fix it. But yeah, 
3D printing and all this other stuff would make anything, I mean, virtually on demand. Right. And that's what Apple's big thing is on demand, especially when it comes to their their uh their production. I've been on a 3D printing kick lately. I mean, the the technology fascinates me because it's not it's not now and in the future it's going to be even less uh unavailable to the average person. Unavailable or more available? It's I mean, if I wanted one right if I wanted a 3D printer right now, all I need is like 300 bucks. Two thousand bucks. Well, three hundred bucks you can get a, a cheap one. Well, yeah, and but. they and they they sell kits. They sell plans yeah. and kits that you can get, and they're they're pretty simple. They're it's amazing. It's fucking amazing. Gabe's gonna be 3D printing his own toys. No, 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 no. I'm not. Uh, I have this no. man that has a broken arm. Three. <laughs> it's a good. It's no. new in box. No, 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 never, never. <laughs> uh, but I think the technology being available to uh 3d sculptors or uh you know machinists or designers uh it's big in the medical field right now that uh they're do you know they can do these dimensional scans of like mm-hmm. or like organs especially like the organs that have like uh growths or stuff in them they can 3d print the organ with the growth in there and figure out how they can actually do surgery to get to it really yeah uh i mean i saw i don't know how accurate it's I'm assuming, you know, when they do certain type of CAT scans or x-rays or whatnot, that they get a pretty good image of it before they go in. But supposedly this, they have it where they can print an actual model of like, let's say a heart with a tumor growing through it or something where they can figure out exactly where the tumor is. They can't cut here because of this. They can't, you know, they can try to figure out their surgical game plan before they even cut a person open, Hmm. which I wouldn't doubt it, you know, especially over time. I mean, some of the imaging they have already in medical field is crazy. Yeah. So you combine that with 3D printing or whatnot. Hmm. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. I'm super excited about. I haven't looked into it, but I mean, everything I've seen that's 3D printed looks pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's come a long way in the past <clears throat> six years too. Um, what we ordered a a part for at work, and it came in, and it wasn't. <clears throat> it seemed like it was really low resolution. Like each each level, uh, like if say it was a pyramid, each level came in, came in came in came in okay and then you know we ordered a part uh last year <clears throat> completely different very smooth like it would have been Molded. actual production uh uh quality okay um i mean it's just well going back to toy <clears throat> toys i've seen uh a few things on facebook of uh artists who do toys mm-hmm. a lot of times now they will do a 3d printing of a toy mm-hmm and I think that they said it's cheaper than doing certain molds and or or doing a I don't know if that I don't know how it works like well you can make a mold very easily with 3D printing yeah it was something that they could take a drawing of what they want mm-hmm. and make the mold yeah it's like they can either print what they want right. or do it where it prints the reverse where you could put like if you put a block around it mm-hmm. it would leave that hollow in the middle right which would be a lot faster and they said that some uh, artists who do toys and whatnot are using that. To be able to tweak a toy even because they say sometimes they'll do something, they'll get it and it's not perfect, but the cost to redo everything far outweighs that one or two little blemishes that they can tell that nobody else would tell. Right. So, I mean, 3D printing is pretty cool. It just It's amazing. Um, there was a, a gaming company that got together with a, a robotics uh, company and it's another prosthetic story and I didn't want to get into it because we already covered one, but fuck it. 
We're here. Uh, we're going long on this one. Um, the the benefit for 3D printing uh, for prosthesis is they can scan your nub. Oh yeah, and 3D print the part exact to fit. fit exactly the way a normal arm would look, or you know, you know, it would fit yeah, perfectly. Even just to get something there where it's not obvious that you're missing a limb. Right. Right. Pretty interesting. Combine that with the first story. You got a human arm. Exactly. Um, but nobody knows. Uh, let's see. That's it for the news, man. You want to do news. some uh, friend questions? Yeah, let's go for it. All right, cool. Do we even have any friend questions? I have no clue. I didn't even see a post from you this morning about friend questions. You didn't. Oh, but see. No, but I wasn't really checking Facebook that much this morning. Um, I'm not seeing anything. <laughs> I'm not seeing anything. Uh, but we do have two from last time. Let me check Facebook real quick. Nothing to see here, folks. Just uh, nothing. Nothing. Oh wait, here we go. Uh, Lee Yanez asks, Dieter, what is best in life? Um. Oh, that was a question. Yes. Oh, I thought there was like another caveat behind that. I believe it is <laughs> to crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and hear the lamentations of the women. I think that's it. Well, I can't even follow up that answer. <laughs> uh, Laura Darling asks, can you post a poem? Blah, 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 blah. No. <laughs> that wasn't much of a friend question. No. that's she, she asks, can you post a podcast link on FB? I am old school. But I was your mom once, and I make some really good guacamole. Oh, that's your mother? Uh, no. No, oh. it's an uh, old friend from work. Laura, you make the best guacamole. Uh, it's called uh, California Guac, I believe she called it. It was really tasty. Um, yes, I will post the link on FB, and you'll be hearing this very soon. Uh, let's see. Do SoundCloud up there? Make it easy, people. Yep. Easy on people. Yep. Uh, Dave Sobrero asks... Thoughts on Suicide Squad? I haven't seen it. Neither have I. Uh, I would like Dave, to see it, but... If you want a, an honest opinion, go to Two Guys, One Ticket on YouTube and uh, check out their post about it. I haven't seen it, but when I do, I'll probably agree with their thoughts. Um, let's see. Nick Lombard, a.k.a. The Lombo Combo, asks, Thoughts on the new Descendants album? I like it. There's Wearing Descendants shirt now, so yep. that's a very pertinent question. No, I downloaded it right away the first. I got the deluxe edition because it was only a couple bucks more for um, twenty six songs. I was gonna. I meant to. Like I meant to pre order the vinyl. I mean, I like. I'm not a vinyl nerd, but I like vinyl records and just the look and the, especially the artwork and everything. But uh, I just downloaded it. Um, I'm enjoying it. It's there's some old school sounds in there. There's some new school sounds. It's Descendants. I mean, you can tell <clears throat> if you've listened to any Descendants album, you can tell it's their style. There's. It's they really haven't changed the style much over the year. It, when they got close to the all years, they changed. But once they came back with Milo, so I think they're gonna have fun with it because uh, Milo got laid off from Dupont, <clears throat> and he's gonna do the music thing full time. You're gonna hate me for this. Oh no! Uh, I thought it was boring as fuck. <laughs> and if this was the third, if this was the first album, you never would have heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it was. It's an what was it? An epitaph record. Uh, I don't know what this one's on. I think it is Epitaph, but I, I know the last one. The last one was Epitaph. They they seem to take their. I, I can't even give a fucking good opinion on this because I I, I really don't listen to uh, to anything that Epitaph has come out with lately or in the past ten years. But it seems like the sound I've heard. You know, uh, 
I don't like what they what's I don't like what's going on. Oh, I mean, I think it, it's very it's very produced. It is because they all know that you know Bill and uh, Stephen Stephen have their own studio. Yeah, so they can do most of it themselves without having to rack up you know a lot of studio costs. Um, no, that makes sense. But I'm I'm talking about like just the feel of it. I, I listen to it. I like the Descendants. I like you know. You're not I gonna like, hurt my. You can disagree. I like the Descendants. Not, I was in a Descendants cover band. I'm not sensitive about whether you like the Descendants or not. I do not like this album. I just don't. And that's what makes this world great. We can disagree. It fucking sucks. I think for me, like I waited so long for the ne- for this album to come out. Uh huh. Um, the more I've listened to it, the more I've liked it. Uh huh. Because there's a few songs I heard early on, like the ones they they started releasing like one a day for a little bit. There's one song I was like, that doesn't even sound like Milo singing. But after a while, I mean, I've listened. I listened to it pretty much on a, a loop for a couple of days at work, and the more I listened to, it, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Some songs, of course, better than others. But so you brainwashed yourself, basically. I, I mean, I've loved the Descendants, so it's kind of. I think maybe I've given them. Maybe I'm not as critical because I really like them. Yeah, as I could have been. But I think for a hiatus and them coming back and just uh, have you seen the documentary filmage? No. Oh God, you got to see it. It's a documentary of, and I, I've seen that came out three years ago. Uh-huh. Um, it the uh, film crew went through, talked to them, talked about all and the descendants and all that. And so that was like the last thing I'd got from them was that. And just to see, like, now they're just having fun playing. So I don't, uh, maybe watching the documentary and waiting for this new album, I just, I'm not being as critical, but I enjoyed it. Uh, but you guys see the documentary. I don't, I don't fault them for still being around and playing music and writing new shit. It's cool. I, I love that about people. But I just don't like what they did. I mean, I fucking... There's so many bands that I love. Uh, Iron Maiden came out with a terrible album. You know? Uh, Misfits have done it for 15 years. You know? (laughs) They just get worse with every album they they put out. But, you know, I'm glad they're still around. It's it's fine. Fuck it. Uh, If they're having fun, more power to them, you know? Uh, I don't know. I'm getting way too deep into this. Uh, it's let's, all good, man. Let's do some tinfold tirade. UFOs! See a ghost! Crazy unexplained shit! It's a tinfold tirade! I'm singing a theme song in my head. Guess who tinfold tirades brought to you by Stimpy? Could it be LoneStarButtons.com? You got it. Uh, do you want to take this commercial after oh. being off for so long? I don't know if I, I You just flow through them so smoothly. I don't think I could be give it half as good Yeah, as but you. it makes me feel awkward because you're right, right here. Uh, oh, because of the stuff you say about me. Huh? <laughs> I've been a hairless Wolverine. I've been a clawless Wolverine. You're a clawless Wolverine. What can I say? Uh... Sorry, <laughs> it's just really <laughs> tough, man. Uh, LoneStarButtons.com is a small business small bu- yes. owned by myself, Adam Sibby Jones. All right, uh, all of your products are made in the USA, yeah. correct? Correct. Okay, um, at a reasonable cost. I think I think it's a reasonable cost. I don't think inflation's quite hit your not your my shop price. Yet. It has not hit my prices. I've seen. I've. I'm a uh, a stock <laughs> competitor sites uh-huh. and. Um, few of them i've seen prices have gone up somewhat um especially on like the smaller quantities um but i mean it happens i mean they have other oh what we're talking about it's like talking about competitors i mean they have other expenses that they have to cover that i can understand but i mean for me doing it out of my house i don't need to cover a lot of those my job does so 
Right. <laughs> I can keep my prices low. And you keep your I prices low, and you keep your uh, customer service high. Um, I, I've been liking a little bit of that with the baby and all. I couldn't do an order for a local Houston band. Oh, really? Yeah, because she called. She contacted me the day before my son was born that she needed buttons. I'm like, I'll oh, try man. to get them done within the next two weeks, but I can't guarantee anything. Did, she you, under- did you end up doing it? I didn't. Oh, um, okay. She understood. She said not a problem. She said she would like them for their show, but uh, she understood if I couldn't get them done. I'd, okay. No, I wasn't able to, so I was like, dang. You're not out of business. No, no. There's my there goes my Yelp reviews. <laughs> I don't think I have any, so that's good. Um, you're easy to work with and very reliable. I try to be. If I'm not mm-hmm. having a baby, no, you definitely are. <laughs> if you're not having a baby, uh, I've dealt with you personally many times at this point, and uh, it's always been good. Uh, they can a customer can send their custom design to you via info at lonestarbuttons.com. Yes. Uh, or they can call you old school, like over the telephone at uh, 281-798-1996. That is your personal yes. cell phone number. That is. So please keep it during reasonable hours. That I just put out over YouTube. Oh, shit. <laughs> so if you have a custom pin on button order, YouTube, uh, go ahead and give them a call or an email. You can always text. That number accepts texts as well. So if you want to text any information... They don't want to talk to somebody physically on the he phone. He does have mis- business hours, so <laughs> his phone does go to do not disturb after a certain point. Um, right? You still do that? Yeah. It, I haven't done it lately, but I have done it in okay. the past. Uh, mention the show and get half off double half, the price. Half off double the price. I was like... <laughs> like, Good God. <laughs> just no. mention the show. I'll do something. I'll give you extra buttons or something. Sweet. Sounds great. Um, Lone Star Buttons does feature the Gorag seal of approval. Yes. Did you know this? I've seen this. It's not on your website, but uh, <laughs> yeah, the website has not been updated <laughs> since 1992. Yes, I fucking love it. It's old school. It's uh, hey, I hand coded the whole website myself. Okay? I like it. I like it. It's the uh, last time I took. A coding it's hard to promote, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> the last time I took a web design class was like 2002 or 2004. So if that tells you yeah. where my, I still have my. I took a class in college. I still have my textbook, and so I refer back. To the textbook when I was making the and website. And if you're wondering where those prices come from, <laughs> it's 2002, <laughs> 2004. So you're, ma- you're getting a great deal. Uh, let's see. You actually brought a tinfoil tirade with you. Kind of, yeah. Kind of. Uh, you want to go ahead and spell that one out? Yeah, well, like, like we were saying, uh, just saying that I've noticed, have a, you know, being from Texas, have a lot of very conservative friends and family on my Facebook feed. Yeah. And I see a lot of, you know, articles that they like and share and all this other stuff. And one of the big ones right now, it's almost seeming like the right is trying to already make excuses for losing the election. Right. And part of it is they're saying um, if they lose, it's going to be from uh, voter fraud, rigged elections. And the big one right now is that I've seen a lot is the polling numbers are way off for for Trump. They're saying that, you know, all these polls are coming out with Hillary gaining and gaining but they're saying that's the media's manipulation to get people to think. But haven't they always done that? What? The, always blamed media manipulation oh, the, the, on pretty much everything? There's part of the tenfold tirade right there. Is, right. Yeah, I mean... Fox News is a tenfold tirade haven. Well, Fox News is not really on the social graces of a lot of far-right uh, extreme sites right now either. Why? I, I haven't been following it uh the big Since th- I went on my sanity crusade. One of the things that happened was, the big thing was, you heard the Megyn Kelly thing with Trump and Megyn Kelly? Yeah, yeah. You know, that was the big thing, that 
Megyn Kelly shouldn't have been so rough on Trump in the debate. Oh, Jesus. Okay. So that caused a lot of the, even the extreme right people to disavow themselves from Fox News. Because I'll read comments on Facebook just to see the crazies out there. And there's so many people saying, well, Fox News used to be the only source to get to get real news. And now they're just as bad as CNN and MSNBC. And they're pulling the liberal agenda. I'm like, whoa. Like, just because the she actually asked Trump a tough question. But then their big criticism is that Fox was criticizing Trump leading up through all the primaries. And that they were, you know, turning their back on Trump and all this. And now, supposedly, Fox News is trying to backpedal to get back in these people's graces because their, their ratings are dropping. Well... Wasn't the whole reason they were against Trump was because of the, I mean, Trump was actually saying some really bad shit. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I think I think he's a little too far right than the centrist stuff that Fox has been uh, well, Fox, going for. Fox is always, you know, they, of course, they always lean right. Yeah. and But central right, not... Not completely central, but close. Yeah, Alex Jones, right? Correct. You know? Yes, correct. Yeah, and we'll also think not. They're not prepper, right? Well, as they're central, they're George Senior, right? As with Donald, as Donald Trump is, he is not going to change who he is just to meet some sort of pre-organized agenda that even the Republican Party has for what their nominee should be. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the you know one of the big things right now is they're talking about. They're petitioning the RNC to drop their support of Trump because they're afraid they're going to lose all the other House and Senate seats if they keep backing Trump. And they did that with Dole when Bob Dole was running near once they realized Dole was had lost the election. They stopped pumping money into his campaign and started pumping money into the Senate and the uh, congressional campaigns to try to win seats instead of losing them if people just vote straight ticket. Yeah. I mean, um, like I say, with the the polling stuff, they're just they're just saying that. I've seen these sites that say Donald Trump is going to win in a landslide. Like any reputable poll, you know, all the polling companies that have been polling for hundred, you know, hundred years. Some of these companies, their methodology is correct. Granted, it may not be as easy to get certain people on the phone with cell phones and the house loans like it used to be, but they have ways of. There's a margin error, ways of figuring out one one way or the other to try to get their polling data pretty accurate, and they're good at that. That's what they. That's how they make their money. Right. But a lot of these far right websites and Facebook groups and all that are saying that they're skewed and that Trump is actually leading Hillary by wide margins in the polls. They're fu- they're they're crazy. And one of their things. Well, one of the things are saying when they do poll people, the majority of polling people do uh, classify themselves as Democratic. But that hasn't changed in like 20 years of polling that more Democrats are willing to admit they're Democrats in polling data than Republicans. And so they say, well, so you have more Democrats polled, so the polls are going to be skewed more in favor of Hillary. Well, there's ways, you know, they have ways to adjust that. And it's just it's just amazing that they're saying the polling are wrong or they're saying Donald Trump's going to win. What you're going to see, I think, on election night is probably going to be something similar that you saw whenever uh, Karl Rove was exploding on Fox News on election night. Mm-hmm. But the polling says in this area, I think you're going to have a lot of people very disappointed if, if you listen to the wrong guy. Well, I, I, here, here's the deal. With all the shit that Hill, the scandal of Hillary right now, the best guy you can put up was Trump. Any any shitty Republican should be beating Hillary in the polling right now. With yeah. all the scandals and all the shit that is the Clintons, a st- just a run of the mill Republican should Rubio be running away with this. Rubio could have beaten Jeb Hillary. People, Jeb. people would vote for a Bush over a Clinton right now. That's fucking crazy. I mean, <laughs> it's just the I can understand that you know when it comes to primaries, you 
this primary season, a lot of people came out of the woodwork to vote. Unfortunately, I don't think that's going to work out too well for the Republicans. And I don't know. It's just of all the candidates, like I say, I think I can't believe we actually got literally the two worst candidates. Yeah. It's, it's always the lesser of two evils, but I never thought it would actually happen. <laughs> that we would actually have the worst ones running. Uh, it's it's weird. Did you listen to the last episode? Yes. I, I talked about uh, the conspiracy of Hillary having brain damage. Yes. Um, that conspiracy, since last week, has taken off like wildfire. Like the body, the Secret Service guy with the syringe always following yes. following around. And- yes. Have you seen the uh, the Photoshop of her on Nick Nolte's body? No. You remember Nick Nolte's mugshot when he got arrested uh-huh. for DUI? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a Photoshop of Hillary's face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Onto that, onto his hair. But there's there's so much conspiracy stuff with that that one story of her having brain damage that has come out since last week. Uh, I mean, I feel like I should do a follow up on it <laughs> because it's just crazy. There's there's so many people coming out of the woodwork saying it's all true it's all true you know ex secret ex secret service agents and- secret service agents uh, this this guy with the syringe uh, well there's a- doctors giving well, there's- their opinion on based on uh, you know what her behavior plus her physical appearance and well I some mean- of those some of those like little media clips do make her look a little crazy. Oh yeah, they make her look totally insane. <laughs> and those aren't or even brain damage. And those are like real clips. Yeah, it's not like it's no. The, there's yeah, that's not a cons- that is not a conspiracy. Yeah. That is and, fucking but that's feeding, record. But that's feeding into it. And, definitely, definitely. And, like say, I know. Well, you you have to ex- you have to explain it somehow. Yeah. Either you're fucking an insane, bloodthirsty, crazy person, or you have brain well, damage. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you you don't. Know, I mean, a lot of that we don't know what led up to bloodthirsty doesn't get traction yeah. either. So you don't know what led up to that moment that maybe she was on a high and kind of just got excited or something, but then her brain damage did kick in or the whole balloon it. thing where she's yeah, like, <laughs> it's fucking. They probably they her media people probably told her to look surprised and then uh-huh. she just looked crazy. Yeah. It's like look surprised to make a good photo op. But I mean, you know, there's fake. We came, we saw, he died. There's those fake medical records that came out of hers that people are believing is true, and I don't know. I've seen that. Yeah, supposedly it was leaked. It was it was one of those. It was leaked by somebody in the DNC who's later showed up dead. Yes, it's one of those. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he fall. So it's like a double conspiracy. It's like yeah. he fall. It falls into the Hillary's health along with the long list of dead people. Hey man, who you know? Is it, the Clintons are surrounded by a lot of uh, shallow graves. Uh, <laughs> I don't I'm not going to argue there, but like I say, some of the stuff lately has been even... It's been bizarre. Yes. It's been bizarre, and what's most bizarre about it is you you can't tell. You just can't tell, because some of it is just fucking nuts, but there's something in there, you know, that seems true about it. Uh, I don't know. I'm exhausted. That's why, you know, that's why it's a tenfold tirade. You know, there's um, so many... Holy shit. Uh, I mean, you can really look into everything and... Be like, whoa! You could, you could. What? Um, would you forget? Brennan usually does the show, social media stuff, uh, <laughs> and I forgot to write all that stuff down. Um, ROTW podcast. If you want to be Instagram, part right? of the show, uh, you want to send in friend questions, you want to give us suggestions, you want to give us uh, stories that we we might want to cover or look into. Um, you can send all correspondence to ROTW podcast at gmail.com 
Um, we read everything. We've got a we've got an audio clip sent in by an anonymous source, and uh, we'll we'll include it on the audio version of this podcast. Cool. So uh, now I have to listen to myself. Also, the video podcast is going to be completely different than the audio podcast. Audio podcast is going to uh, have you know music clips in between, a little bit better production because this is all DIY. We're we're not good at this yet. Um, that's that. You got anything you want to say going out, uh, I don't Adam? Know. I have no clue. You're just happy to be here. <laughs> you plugged LongStarBuns.com. I'm good. Uh, I don't have any future projects. I haven't been thinking about starting up another band. Yeah? But I don't know when I'm going to have time. Yeah. Um, that's that's going to be rough with a button company and two kids. Well, I have been, like I say, there's been, there's, uh, I've been thinking of different ways to uh, expand and change up Lone Star Buttons a little bit. So I've been running that stuff through my head. And I bet for some reason I've been on the music. I wanted to. I Is it that thing we were talking about a while back? And, uh, or no? I might be. I think okay. that's. I've been. We'll, we'll talk after. Yeah, this. I've had a couple of things. Like, I've been bouncing different stuff through my head for a while and trying to. I'm going to hire a bunch of robots to do your production work. Hey, hey, if it, you know, if I can figure out how to make <laughs> robots, figure out how to not make these damn button pieces stick together when you're doing them to fuck up your machine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a button rant, right? That's there, about folks. it for the show, right? <laughs> sure. Um, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, go to revengeoftheworld.com and uh get all our social media i know it's an extra step but hey it's it's your once once stop shop for everything podcast related uh also you can look at some of my artwork uh by the way go to gabe's gallery check it out um we got a lot of stuff coming up we're gonna try and do we're gonna try and do a couple things i don't want to announce them just yet because you know shit takes time and I have a bad track record of uh, <laughs> taking forever on shit. So, so do I. Hopefully this video comes out even because uh, the last three had problems and video is really tough. And I'm rambling because I'm kind of tired and I've had diarrhea all morning. So uh, gently go fuck someone. <laughs>